uh, we pick up on uh, Yud uh, Amud Bet uh, 10b, uh, and uh, we were busy in the sugya of Mila, and we would say, you know, w- what is confusing about Mila? Ela Amarav Ashi. We would say, Amarav Ashi says, actually, uh, what is confusing? Why it is like a mountain on a hanging by a hair? Ela Kiditnan. It's something that we learned in the Mishnah in Mila. Natal Evan or Kora Shalhektish. If a person picked up a stone or a beam, okay, and it belongs to Hektish. Uh, he actually, even if he uh, picks it up, uh, he has not committed me'ila. Uh, but when he gives it to his friend, uh, once you gave it to your friend and you took it out of, as it were, the domain of Hektish, you transferred it to someone else, uh, it says, then you've done me'ila and your friend hasn't done me'ila. Okay, and the Gemara says, Mihti, Mishkal Shikli, Shakla. Here he's gone and he's picked it up. So, what's the difference? Mali, who? Mali Kavero. What's the difference if he uses it for his own building purposes? Or what's the difference if his friend uses it uh, for his building purposes? Why, in the one case, is he uh, liable? In the other case, he's not, you know, the, 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 the friend uh, is not liable. Okay, it's always the owner that's liable. Why isn't the friend liable? Hainu, Kairin, Tulin, Basara. We say that. That is the confusing thing, and that's why it's halacha, like a mountain suspended by a hair. Gomorrah again says, my kusha, what is the actual problem uh, with that? Uh, maybe it is like Shmuel's opinion. It says, Amar Shmuel, Shmuel says, no, Hacha uh, begins by Hamusurot law, Avnei Binyan Askinan. Here we are dealing with a treasure, like the Gabai, uh, who's got uh, holy things. He, he deals in holy things. People give him stuff, he transfers out stuff, uh, etc. So he's got a lot of the time, he's like uh, in charge of everything, uh, and uh, he's given these. Uh, uh, stones and uh, he says they, they, they were given these building stones for him to look after the uh, the uh, the mancha anywhere where the stone is is resting mancha as if it was in his possession and therefore wherever it is uh, even if he has given it to someone else it actually belongs to the to the beta Megdashtal. and therefore only uh, when when someone else uses it and takes it out of uh, this this uh, guy's possession uh, does it become uh, desanctified and is liable for Ella. Okay, so that is also logical as well. All right, so we carry on. Ella Misefa. No, uh, maybe that the last part of that same Mishnah. Person, a person who builds it into his house. Okay, uh, he is not uh, committed. It's only when he lives underneath that area at which this uh, stone or beam is put. Uh, he has to live there uh, long enough to derive a, a pruta's worth of benefits uh, therefrom. Mehti, uh, let's have a look at this. Uh, you know, shunu shunu. Uh, surely he is, a, once you cut the beam to size or you chisel the stone to size, he's changed it. And once you've changed it, mali dar, mali lodar. What's the difference if he lives uh, uh, underneath it or he doesn't live underneath it? In all cases, he's changed uh, the beam or the stone beforehand. So he should be liable uh, at, for me'ila at that point in time. basara, And that is like a, a mountain hung by a, uh, a hair. Right, the Gemara says, Ma'akusha, again, uh, what is the problem? Uh, Dima, 
Kilarav, maybe it goes like Rav, Amarav, Kogon, Shehenicha, Alpi, Aruba. Maybe it's talking about where he doesn't uh, put the, the stone uh, over a. Uh, he, does, he, he doesn't do any adjustment uh, to the stone, he just kind of puts it over a window, almost like a, a skylight. Okay, and uh, he, uh, he puts it opposite the skylight, uh, closing it in. Uh, it says, Darbe, uh, therefore, it's only if he lives uh, underneath that area and he's derived benefit from it, uh, in, then there is Mila, law Darbe, law. Uh, but if he did not dwell in it, then he has not uh, done illa with that. Ella, Roam Kedarava. So therefore, we go back to an earlier statement of Rava, uh, which says that uh, when the when the Balabite, remember, this was a second uh, um, uh, part of the of the uh, the the, que- uh, the second. Um, uh, Proposal that we put forward. Kadakusha, the Kamo Media, have a Motimao Surely it's the same as a person uh, that we say. It's the same as someone who takes out holy money and uses it for non holy purposes. Hatam, Miadiada, Dekuzuza Hektish. Yeah, but there a person should have known uh, that he's got certain holy money at home and he's got non holy money at home. And therefore he's got the holy money at home. He should have been careful with that. So he should have been more careful and looked into it more carefully exactly the nature of this money as opposed to haha uh, as opposed to the agent uh, it says miada how would he ever know uh, what kind of money he was given he just assumes the money he was given is non-holy money and he can go and use that money and here we say in this it's this instance uh, that we say it's like a mountain suspended by a hair all right, Mikra Muat Halachot Murubot. Okay, we say uh, there's not much written about them in the Torah, but there are a lot of Halachot over there. Uh, and now, a similar type of idea, Tanya Nagayim Bo'alot, when it comes to the laws of um, <coughs> uh, purity and impurity, when it, especially uh, with, on, on, on a person's body, uh, white spots like a person who's a Matsura, uh, whether it's in, in a person's house, red, red uh, or green uh, spots on a person's house, uh, and an Oalot, uh, the laws of oil, uh, where a person is under the same roof as a corpse. Mikra Muat, Valachon Murubot, it says that it's very written, little written about it in the actual Torah itself, and there are a lot of Halachot. Uh, and the Gemara questions this because anyone who's gone through Tazri and Matsura knows Nagai Mikra Muat, you know, there are very few uh, uh, verses when it comes to Nagaim, when it comes to Tarat, there's a lot of verses over there. Nagai Mikra Murubahu, there's a lot of verses written about Nagaim. Uh, in the Torah, you know, especially as we said, uh, Tazri and Matsura are basically, you know, kind of back-to-back uh, um, parashiot where it talks all about uh, these laws uh, and, and surely there's actually a lot of uh, Torah uh, um, written space uh, about it. Amara Papa, Hakiyama so Papa says, this is what it means to say Nagaim, Mikrum Ruba Halachot Muatot. Nagaim when it comes to the laws of uh, Tzarat, uh, there's a lot written about it. However, Halachot there's not that much uh, um, uh, about it. Okay, it's uh, there. Are not that many halachot. Either something's tamei or something's tower. Okay, and you just got to know 
what type of whites it is, uh, etc. Uh, and on, on a person's skin and you know, whether there was hair there before or hair after, etc. Those, those are uh, not that many laws. However, as opposed to the laws of Tumat Oel, uh, there's not much uh, written. The very beginning of Parashat Kukat uh, talks about, uh, you know, Adam Kiamut uh, Oel, person that dies in the tent, you know, and it doesn't say much else about that. Uh, there's not a lot written. Uh, there are a lot of laws uh, about that. So the Gemara says, okay, all right, so now, you know, it's not just a blanket statement. We say, Nagaim and Oalot have opposite. Where Nagaim, there's a lot written in the Torah, very few halachot, and with Oalot, uh, there's very little written in the Torah, but there are a lot of halachot. Uh, so what's practically, uh, what, what's the difference? Uh, why do we need to know that? Mistafka la milta minagaim. So it says, if you are in doubt about something, uh, or whether something is a nega or not, uh, so what you do, iron bim bim cry. You can look inside the verses and see what's going on uh, over there. Vi misafka la milta dualot. And if you've got a doubt what's happening with dualot, iron bimanitin, go in long and look in the actual Mishnahs. Uh, there's more in the Mishnahs and the commentary uh, on, 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 on those Mishnahs uh, than in the actual Torah itself. Okay, so that's the practical difference over there. Uh, again, the Gomorrah picks up on the Brata Dinim, Mikta Katvinan. We say, monetary law is, uh, it says it's what is written, uh, you know, it's got what you base it on in the Torah. And as you mentioned when we commented on the Mishnah, Mikta Katvinan, it's written explicitly in the Torah. Why do you say it's got on, on, on what, it, on what uh, to rely? And, you know, it gets supported in the Torah. It's explicitly written. No, it teaches us one aspect of it uh, that was uh, Rebbe's opinion. Tanya, as we learned in Rata, Rebbe Yomar, Nefesh Tachat Nefesh. It says if uh, a person uh, that this is talking about, um, uh, where uh, straight after uh, the, uh, uh, the uh, where a man and a woman are, are I mean uh, two men are fighting and then unfortunately one uh, of the assailants uh, comes and hits a, a pregnant woman and she loses uh, the baby it says nefesh nefesh takad nafesh okay uh, and that means mamon uh, it means you have to pay money uh, it says mamon you say it means mummy money or ella nefesh mamish maybe it really means that if a person kills someone else you have to kill uh, them. Uh, even you know with this baby Nemra and Netina Lamata of Nemra and Netina Lamala. It says the, the verse before. Uh, it says as the judges uh, say what, what will happen, talking about a monetary payment. Uh, therefore, the verse before talks about a monetary payment. So to yeah uh, is talking about a monetary payment. Malahalan Mamon Afkan Mamon. So to the way over up there in that earlier pasuk, it's talking about money. Here too, it is talking about money. Okay, Avodot. Uh, it says they've got uh, the the laws of the sacrifices are also uh, supported. Miftav uh, There's a whole lot, especially in Vayikra, uh, the 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 Vayikra uh, Tzav, etc. All of those uh, are explicitly written uh, laws and laws and laws of uh, different sacrifices, uh, and you know surely that's explicit. No litzra ella. Uh, no, it's talking about uh, where you carry the blood uh, to the altar. Adetani, as we learned in Rata, Hikrivu, Azu Kabbalat Adam. It says they have to uh, bring it close, and we say that is Kabbalat Adam. That is talking about catching uh, the blood. Uh, the first uh, thing you do is Shkita, and then you have to catch the blood. Uh, it says, you know, Hikrivu surely means bring close. How do you derive that that is catching the blood? Fuka uh, Ramana, and it comes to Bilashon, Holacha. 
bracha. Uh, and it says that uh, it says that you can you know bring it close uh, and then offer it up uh, in the in the form of, or in the form of walking. Uh, with it, bring it close. Aaron Aaron brings it close uh, at everything, and he burns it on the mizbech. Okay, he makes it uh, burn up uh, on on the mizbech, and it says Amamar zuholach avarim lekevish avarim lekevish. That is uh, um, uh, the bringing of the uh, limbs uh, to the uh, altar. That means carrying them. Okay, so we see that uh, uh, that is hinted to in these verses. holacha lo. Tafka Miklal Kabbalah. We say that, uh, that carrying is part of of doing it and shouldn't be excluded uh, from collecting. So the the the, the Kabbalah and Holacha are learnt out uh, from these uh, from these things in the same way. Uh, everything has to be done. For example, the laws when a kohen has to bring the uh, uh, the animal with his uh, right hand, catch a blood with his right hand. He has to walk with the blood uh, with his right hand. It all is uh, the same. Uh, it all learned from these things. Uh, taharot, uh, the laws of uh, purity. Again, the same kind of idea. Uh, surely they are explicitly written. Uh, no, this is just to teach you about the size of a mikvah. It's not explicitly written in a mikvah. It says he has to wash his flesh in water. Uh, that means going to a mikvah. And then it says uh, all of his uh, um, uh, all of his uh, flesh in the water, all of his uh, body in the water. Uh, that uh, all your body can go into. How much is that? Uh, one ama wide, one ama uh, long, etc. And three uh, amot depth. We know that is uh, and works out. The rabbis worked it out. That works out. Okay, the Gemara at the end of Psachim uh, deals uh, with this type of thing as well. I think it's uh, Psachim uh, 107 or thereabouts where it uh, works out uh, how many, uh, how big the size of a uh, mikvah. Okay, uh, the next part, Tumot Miktah Ketunah, and surely the laws of impurity also written in the Torah uh, explicitly. Why do you say they'll just hint it to? Again, it's just Lo'nitzrucha Ela Kadasha Minasher. It's no, it's just to teach you about uh, the size of a lentil from a, a shirit, uh, a specific type of one of the eight creatures that uh, you uh, contaminate you uh, when they're dead, a creepy, crawly creature that contaminates you. That's not explicitly written, so just hinting uh, to that. The uh, Tanya, Bahem, it says, whoever touches, Nogaya uh, Bahem, you know, it says, Yitama, Yitma, they'll be impure. You might think that you uh, have to touch a whole uh, creature, Tamuluma, Mayhem, from them. Uh, you might think that it's just uh, part of them, if you just would touch part of them. Tamuluma, Bahem, you know, them uh, means all of them. Okay, so Bahem and, and Mayhem and Bahem, uh, it says from them and, and all of them. Okay, so it, 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 it's, con- you know, it, it leads to opposite types of things. Ha Ketzad, how do you resolve this? Uh, really, when you have to touch some of it, which is like the whole of it. And the rabbis determined that the size is like a lentil. Amount shukain chumet tchilata kadasha. They say that uh, in the uh, early stages, the smallest one of these animals, a uh, chumet. Um, 
which is, you know, we're not quite sure, a type of lizard or a chameleon uh, or something like that, uh, or, or a snail, uh, that, you know, whatever, whatever it happens to be, uh, it says, um, uh, the, 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 the size of that uh, is like a lentil uh, when it's very small. Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Kazanav Halata, he says, no, the size of lentil is like a lizard's tail, uh, and part of the lizard's tail is when it separates, get cut off easily and, easily and, and still shakes around uh, and looks like it's living. Uh, so therefore, uh, it's like a part that's, uh, uh, that's like the whole. The Gemara says Arayot. Uh, the uh, Arayot, we said, uh, you know, seemingly that uh, uh, they also have uh, got something to support them. Uh, a lot of Achremot and Kedoshim are all about Arayot, uh, and surely there's a lot of uh, verses there. And the Gemara says, No, Lo Nitzka Levito Anaso Delo Ketiva. No, uh, what you're talking about, uh, a daughter from a woman that a person rapes, okay? Even though he's not married to the mother, uh, he's still forbidden to that woman uh, born out of uh, wedlock with a, uh, a, a, a person, a woman that he raped. That's not explicit in the Torah, that's a drosha from uh, Chazal. And therefore, uh, we need it for this particular reason. Okay, Amar Rava, where do we see that from? Amar Rebbe Yitzchak Bar Avdimi, Achya Heina Heina, Achya Zima Zima. A double Gezeira Shava, talking about one part, you know, there's... There's Haina talking about a, a mother and a daughter, uh, and then it also talks about uh, your your son's daughter, your daughter, your daughter's daughter. It says uh, Haina, uh, they they Haina, you know, the the Erva, etc. So it talks about Haina Haina, uh, and that's uh, you know, and it doesn't talk about a wife there, and also it talks about Zima and Zima. Uh, it is uh, it's what's called Zima uh, in Parshat Achremot. It's also called uh, Zima in uh, in uh, in uh, Kadosh. Him, and therefore we learn it out from that. Okay, so double Gazaira Shava over there. And the Mishnah finished off Hain Hain, Gufay Torah. These things are essential parts of the Torah, and it would seem that, uh, that just these last things, so the Gemara asks about that. Hani in, Hanach Lo, these specifically uh, that are mentioned in the Mishnah, uh, you know, Arayot and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, um, other things like that, uh, that that we that we mentioned, uh, Tuman Tahara, uh, etc. All of those things uh, we said are, are you know uh, essential parts of the Torah, but uh, but other things not. How can uh, you know these? Uh, how could that be? Ella Ema. So therefore, you amend it and saying Hain Hain. Sorry, these and these it, it, it means uh, other things as well obviously are essential parts of the Torah uh, but so are these okay whether you've uh, you know written written it or just uh, explicitly or just learned out from various drashot and Hadran Lach Akol Chayevin we have finished the first chapter of uh, of Chagiga uh, and we move on to the second chapter and as mentioned the second chapter has got some of the most esoteric uh, uh, subjects in the uh, in the whole of the Gemara uh, but we'll see that coming up okay and we start off immediately Endoshin Ba'ariot Bishlosha uh, you're not allowed to uh, expound uh, uh, the, the laws of Ariot, uh, forbidden uh, relations with uh, with three people. Uh, one uh, on the simple level, that's a rabbi with two students, and it says Velo Mama Sibereshit, and 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 not uh, the story of the creation uh, with Bishnaim with uh, with two people, just seemingly a rabbi and a student. Lo and not a uh, the story of the chariot, the divine uh, chariot that Yecheskel saw, uh, etc. 
with you know, different things with angels and how the angels look etc and, and uh, things like that uh, even uh, with one uh, uh, one thing almost like Hashem how he relates to the world even with a single person except if he's a chacham a very uh, wise person and understands uh, what's, what's going on himself Right, and it's called Mr. Kaib Abra Dharim, and that's why, you know, we start talking about esoteric things, and we immediately, the, the, primer, uh, the prime example of the uh, es- something esoteric is Maaseh uh, Merkava, that is the, the chariot that Yechezkel uh, uh, discussed. All right, Kolam Yechezkel Abra Dharim, and anyone who uh, looks at four different, at four things, Ratui, Loj Kilu Lobalam, it would be better for him had he, should he never came into the world. In other words, um, that uh, uh, you should, you know, that's uh, uh, you should. It would be better for you that you shouldn't uh, do that. You are destroying your own life. You could confuse other people as well. Uh, and what are these things? Mala 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 mata. What's above the heavens? What's below the earth? Etc. Ma achor. What happened before creation? What's going to happen after the end of the world? Of course, Chas al kono. And anyone who does not have um, uh, respect for the honor of his maker. Uh, and if he tries to look at all these other things, uh, inquire what's before, what's after, what's above, what's what's below, etc. Uh, that's not showing respect to Hashem. Uh, if you do that, uh, it would be better. It's uh, better for you, better that you hadn't come in to the world. Uh, well, that would be better. Okay, the Gemara picks up. Uh, it says that you, in the first part of the Mishnah, you're not allowed to uh, discuss the Merkava even with the one person. Uh, but then, and then you go along and you say, but except if you understand a clever person, you understand everything by yourself anyway. So it would seem that an individual is allowed uh, to, to do it. So the Gomorrah says, Haki Kamar. No, the way we understood the Mishnah originally uh, is, is not correct. Uh, it means that you're not allowed to dash out two, three people. In other words, a rabbi and three students uh, uh, with uh, forbidden relations. We'll see why in a bit. Uh, and you're not allowed, a rabbi's not allowed to speak to even two people uh, with uh, the what you know, what happened at creation time. And even to an individual, uh, a rabbi should not teach a student unless that student has really worked out uh, pretty much what's going on, so then the rabbi can refine that. Alright, so the Gemara carries on with this. And it says, uh, you, you can't uh, expand uh, and, and give droshas on Ariot uh, with two, two to three people, as we saw. Uh, and it says, my timer, what is the reason for that? So first we start looking for textual reasons. Uh, and uh, the, no, no one's allowed to approach any close relative uh, to reveal his nakedness, right? And it says, ish, ish. Uh, if you say ish is one and another ish is, so therefore you have tre. Sh'ar uh, basaro, the close flesh, chad, that's one person. You're not allowed to approach to reveal uh, the nakedness. So it would seem like an esoteric, I mean, a... Um, a non-literal translation, a person is not allowed to approach it uh, with these 
uh, to reveal uh, issues of nakedness with three people, okay? Because you've got the ish ish and then shar basaro. You might think that that is the drosha, and the Gemara says ela miata dictiv. What about ish ish ki yekalal elokav person who chas v'shalom curse Hashem ish ish asheitain mizarona molech a person a person who gives his uh, seed to molech his children to molech makes him pass through fire. Uh, different types of idol worship. So what would you drashen out of there? Uh, you say that you're not allowed to darshan out uh, these laws in front of two people. We know that they're not the case. So therefore, Hachinami would say that that is the case as well. So the Gemara says, therefore, we abandon this. Uh, no, these things, ish, ish uh, to teach you to include uh, non-Jews. Shemuzharin arbikat Hashem v'alavorazora kisrael. It says uh, those those references to ish, ish uh, with uh, the um, uh, talking about um, uh, cursing Hashem uh, and avodah uh, zora. Uh, all of these things we call it berkat Hashem, blessing Hashem, because the Gemara can't even uh, talk about uh, you know it's a uh, cursing Hashem. That's uh, anathema to the Gemara, so it refers to it euphemistically, uh, and it says uh, that uh, an idol worship. So non-Jews are commanded uh, the same as Jews in this thing, uh, and uh, so that's what it's there to teach. That's what we use the ish ish for. Uh, it says, Achinami, we buy Lalarabot, it's a goyim. So maybe Ishish, when it comes to these sexual sins, uh, also, Shemuzarin, Allah Arayot, Kisrael. Surely the non Jews are also forbidden for Arayot, uh, the same as Jews as well. So, really, that is uh, a good. Uh, explanation. So therefore, the Gemara uh, tries again. Ela mikdiv shmatim et mishmati. You should guard my uh, um, what I teach you. Okay, shmatim tray mishmati chad shmatim. You should guard mishmati uh, what I tell you to do chad. Uh, so that's just one. So therefore, we have three. Marachmana levuti lasot mechukot hatoyvot. And uh, it says uh, that uh, you're not allowed to do any of these terrible uh, um, abominations. Over here, and, uh, and therefore, that the abominations is uh, refer reference often to sexual sins, uh, and therefore, that's talking about those three people. Shmatim is two, and Mishmati, my uh, guarding, uh, is one. All right, Ela Miata Dictiv, if you would say that this is a drosha, Dictiv, Shmatim et Shabbat, you should guard Shabbat, Shmatim et Amatot, you should uh, observe uh, you know, and, and keep the, the festival of Matot, right? It says Shmatim et uh, Mishmerita Kodesh, you have to guard the holy things, talking about the Mishkan. Uh, what would I do? Hachinami, how would you interpret those if you say that they're there to teach you a specific law? Ela, I'm Ravashi. Ravashi says, no, uh, the way it works is as uh, follows. Uh, he says, my, Ein Doshim Ba'arot Bishlosha, it's a practical thing. Ein Doshim Bishitra Ayarot Bishlosha. Uh, he says, no, it, it means in front of three people, it means the, the hidden laws of, uh, of uh, forbidden relations in front of three. Okay, it's uh, a derivations uh, of who you're not allowed to be with. So Gomorrah says, my timer, uh, you know, uh, and, and what is the reason for that? Uh, we say it's a logical thing. Okay, it's not based on the, on the, on the various pasukim, uh, etc. It's a logical thing. Why? Betray, kiyatfi kame rabbi. If it's two students sitting in front of the rabbi, 
So then one of them it, you know, discusses with the rabbi, and the other one uh, it says, And the other one listens to what the student is asking, his uh, colleague is asking, and therefore everyone's minds are properly, are properly focused. What's going to happen if one person asks a question, if there are three students in the class, and then the teacher, one of them might engage the teacher, one of the students engages the teacher, and the other two uh, might come and uh, talk to one another, and, uh, and they ask, you know, they, they carry on learning with each other, and it says, And then they're not going to ask what uh, the rabbi said, and then they'll, they'll, they'll do, uh, they'll learn out forbidden things, or they'll, they'll actually end up doing uh, what they think is correct uh, when it comes to these sexual sins. Iachi, kola Torah, kola nami, the whole of the Torah. Uh, should be only taught in a, in a group of less than three people uh, because otherwise uh, people are going to make mistakes. And the Gemara says, Ariel Chani, it's different. Uh, the laws of uh, forbidden relations are different. The Amamar, because the Master said, Gez of Ariot, Nasho, Machamdatan, Mitava, Lahen. Uh, uh, stealing as well as uh, forbidden relations, uh, it says the the the, the person's soul, uh, you know, d- desires them intensely, and uh, and uh, he's got a big tiver uh, for them. He lusts uh, after these things. So those are, are specifically things uh, that a person uh, finds it very hard to control. So therefore, we have to be extra careful when it comes to ariot as well as theft. And that's what the Gemara says. So so too with theft, uh, you shouldn't be able to. Teach teach it in a class of more than uh, the teacher with the two students because uh, a person could make mistakes there. And the Gemara says, no, even Ariot, Bain, Befanav, Bain, Shlo Befanav, Nafesh, Yitzray. What happens is whether Ariot, uh, uh, even when whether it's, whether it's in front of you, you can see uh, something that would inspire lust, or even if it's not in front of you, a person's mind often thinks of these types of things, and therefore uh, that is a problem. Uh, and therefore you have to battle with the Yetzirah uh, with that, and uh, we, you know, whether it's in front of him, whether it's not in front of him, his Yetzirah uh, is, is there the whole time. Gezel, Befanav Nafesh Yitzray, in front of him where he sees this... Uh, uh, this this whatever this item that he desires in front of him and it's easy for him to take it uh, then he's, uh, he has to battle his Yetzirah uh, but if it's not in front of him uh, then he doesn't uh, his mind is not going to uh, be uh, you know it's not going to um, uh, his Yetzirah is not going to trouble him uh, so much and therefore there's less of a concern alright uh, it's a fairly good place to stop uh, with uh, before we move on to the uh, the next uh, discussion. Everyone should have a great day.